Hi guys, this is my friend, Rachel Hines, or like I call her Ray. Say hi, Rachel. Ray. Hey, I'm Ray or Rachel or Rachel Hines. All of those work. <laughs> All those things work. <laughs> um, okay, so like I, I met Ray a couple years ago doing, dude, it was like three years ago now, um, building domes in Hawaii and uh, uh, Ray and her husband Nir are, are starting this um, it's like a, what do you call it? It's called Chi Check and it's like really awesome. But, um, okay, you explain what it is, Ray. Yes, that sounds great. It's, uh, it's called Chi Check and it's basically the simplest way to talk about it is to say it's an online platform for holistic practitioners to offer their work online. So it goes beyond a marketplace, meaning you really could host your entire practice online. So you can have your schedule, you get to send your clients um, intake forms, remedies, write them notes, write them messages, kind of all in one place, which um, myself as a practitioner, that has been super relieving. Like I basically, we basically designed it for me and then we thought, well, more people would like this and wouldn't it be cool if a client could come and have all of their holistic health needs in one place, meaning you could get your whole care team from Chicheck. So you could have your herbalist, you could have your acupuncturist, um, your nutritionist, all on one site and all supporting you in, this, in the, whatever health journey you're in. Yeah, so I, you guys even started this before the pandemic. So that's like really cool. Like you guys had some foresight going on there, but um, yeah. I... I mean, like when you guys first started, it was like uh, a tongue, a tongue, <laughs> like you take a picture of your tongue and then it was like, yes. yeah. And then now I know yes. you're, you're offering like Ayurvedic and so like there, like there's a bunch of different, like, would you call it alternative health or like, would you say it's like a way for alternative health practitioners or yeah. yeah. We've been calling it holistic health, but also called alternative health. I mean, I think in that word, like alternative to what? you know right I guess yeah health has been so Your long insurance probably won't cover it that, <laughs> yeah like, exactly yeah. Um, um, but it's true that it did stem from near specifically I was training in Ayurveda and near was super amazed about what you could learn holistically from the tongue so he was like whoa you can learn about your organ health you can learn about your liver your heart your childhood trauma like and he's such a technology person he's like i want that in an app <laughs> yeah so, he's a programmer and he's amazing he does things like super fast and he was like nikki send me a picture of your tongue I was, like, yeah. I was like for what and he was like i need you to be one of my guinea pigs <laughs> Uh, okay, like super <laughs> self-conscious about like, what are you going to find out about my liver from the, you know, um, <laughs> which is totally that. true. Ayurvedically, they really teach like, okay, you have to, when you ask someone to show you their tongue, it's actually really vulnerable. And as a practitioner, like somewhere in our subconscious, we're kind of like lying, laying it out to the observer, right? And so how to just navigate getting comfortable with tongues and holding a neutral space for whatever you see there. Well, it's like, I've done like a basic uh, Ayurvedic intro class. And I mean, even like your, the white parts of your eyes or like your fingernails, like they're like so much of our body tells a story about our overall health. 
and uh you know like like your nails like if you have like ridges or you have those little white calcium things or like what i mean a lot of stuff's going on there and you're kind of going, <laughs> i'm kind of going like i don't i don't know i don't know yeah. i'm not sure i'm ready to show you <laughs> like, that. but no i think it's 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 really cool that um so like about like okay how okay so going to be a technical a passenger or not passenger we call it like a client person so if i was a client okay. would i be able to pick my like how does it work walk me through like how it works and if you're a practitioner and you want to get on the database how how do both sides work if i'm a person who wants my chi checked or if i'm a person who <laughs> wants to check chi you know <laughs> <laughs> wonderful that was a that was a great um segue wonderful so okay great the easiest is a practitioner you could be a practitioner you just sign up for three clients it's free and otherwise we have two packages um the premier is 35 and the other is 10. so whatever based on your practice it's where you're going to fall in one of those practices and and you sign up and you can host clients so if i already am a holistic practitioner and i have clients i can just host them on the site and they get all the features we get to schedule through there and it just makes my practice easy the higher packages also allow you as a practitioner to get leads so there's also tools like the tongue picture or different health assessments ayurvedic dosha quiz and a few other health checks that will generate leads for practitioners so it's also a place that practitioners can get new clients and then on the client side it is multiple things you could take one of our checks and kind of get a recommendation for a practitioner or multiple practitioners you could sign up for a holistic care plan for the year or for 3 months and that would really allow you to work with the same practitioners over the course of a year um or of course you can just browse the practitioners that have public profiles see what you need you know type in ayurvedic practitioner and find a wealth of people that let you could help you with ayurvedic lens okay so are you still doulaing it up like ray was a doula for a bit like what's yeah. going on with that are you still a doula i'm still a doula and i love birth it's one of my birth and women's health but birth especially at the moment is is blowing my mind of like we just create life and birth it into existence this is crazy and i think quite an initiative process for women or for anybody giving birth and one that's very under supported in the spiritual journey that that is mm and or no, like initiative journey i've recently like like i'm thir i'm 38 i've never had a kid but like whatever i used to say when i was like in high school i'd be like i'm not going to have a kid till i'm 40 oh i want i want to do stuff until i'm 40 and then i want i'm going to pop out a baby at 40 so we'll see if that actually happens i don't know about you that you can call but me and i'll help you i i will totally like you have the most calming energy in the world i'll be like hey is it normal <laughs> is it done <laughs> You know um but anyway one of my good friends who I actually just traveled with this week and she used a doula and she said it was like the best $1000 she's ever spent in her entire life and I mean cuz she said that it was 
she just like, like it, she said she would describe it as a birth coach. You know, it's like somebody who walks you through everything that you need to know, like what's normal, what's not normal, like, uh, like really holding your hand through the whole entire process. And that, um, it, so she's like, she's like my third or fourth friend now that I've, uh, that has used one and they all swear by them. So, uh -huh. I mean, I think, uh, how did you, how did you even get on that path? And how are you going to, are you going to yeah. put that in with Chichik? That should be a thing. Oh yeah. Yes. It's listed on my profile right now. It's listed mostly just as virtual support, but, but I wanted to say something about, you mentioned something like, it's like having someone hold your hand. And I think that's really true. Like we don't grow up learning about birth most of the time, unless no. your mom was a nurse or maybe a midwife or something. And so I think a lot of people reach birth time. They, they know they want a family, they get pregnant, they're really excited, but actually what the medical complex around birth is, is actually a lot to navigate. And having a doula really helps you, A, helps you navigate that, but then B, in most practices, you're seeing like multiple doctors, each visit you're seeing a different nurse. And so a doula really offers this like, consistent person through that process that you get to really dive in with and trust and they often are the person in the birth room that you've seen the most right like you probably haven't met that nurse before you haven't met the doctor which is all okay but it is it is a very intimate moment that you're meeting a bunch of new people in the hospital and so right i think having a familiar face that also knows the lay of the terrain is super valuable um and i'm i'm really happy to hear your girlfriends liked it so much because that's good news for doulas i think more people should have them uh, yeah i mean if if ever i cross that road i totally will get one and if i'm in your vicinity i will get you and if i'm not in your vicinity then i'll be like ray i'm paying for you to come my ninth month come out here wherever i'm at i don't care um yeah but you know i mean totally do that I would come. You totally would have to come because like it is, it is something that we teach, we, we treat so um, clinically, but like, and my friend was even saying that her husband was just kind of like deer in a headlights during the entire birthing process. And she said like, thank God for my doula because her mother wasn't in town. She didn't have any, like, she's like, I needed um, like the kind of support that he didn't know how to give at that point. And then she was like, and, and I was just like, she said it, it was like the most foreign thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And so it was super, super comforting. So, and, and the I, father is also going through their own journey, right? Like they've never seen birth before. They're having their own process of their child being birthed. Like, I think it's their role should be the one that's like, supportive and close but without really much responsibility and that is where I see fathers really thrive or partners where they get to be in support but they don't have to know everything especially if they don't know it right you know and if you've never had this before like how would you right. so <laughs> okay so a couple of things one thing remember that time when you put that uh, dough around my eye and that ghee in my eyeballs yes I that do. was cool what was that <laughs> 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 that was called a netrobosti. It's an Ayurvedic technique. And for all the listeners who don't know what Ayurveda is, it's just 
the Indian form of medicine, and it means the science of longevity. It's one of the oldest medical systems in the world. It stems from a very similar place of yoga, but kind of branches off. And Netravasti is one of the treatments. It's very focused on body work and the body, but Netravasti is something where you take dough, which is basically just flour and water, and you roll it into these molds that you then place on your eyes one at a time. But if they were to both be on your eyes, you'd look quite like a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> and then the process is pouring warm ghee into the eye. And it serves, you kind of leave it in there for somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes. So you're, you, can, you can literally open your eye into yeah. the ghee. And I was opening it and then Ray was massaging my eye and there was like bubbles coming out of my <laughs> eyeball. And I was like, what's happening here? And it looked very, like you, you're looking through the oil mm -hmm. and it's like completely um, blurry or whatever. Everything was like a, a fog. And kind of golden. Huh? And like a golden fog. But at the same time, I have to say afterwards, I was like, <laughs> I felt like my eyes were sparkling and that I could see everything clearly and I was like uh -huh. you know if I could shoot laser beams out of my eyes I would have I was like totally <laughs> like a superhero afterwards so it was a really yeah. cool cleanse I would say it was like a detoxifying experience totally it totally can pull out kind of junk think about it things can get stuck back there more I think the thing I've seen it more, most support is dryness, like people who have deep, severe eye dryness or allergies um, and just really like a deep oil massage for the eyes. Like what, how else do we get oil? But it also can trickle back into the sinuses and the brain. And Ayurveda is a lot about oil and nourishment and hydration. And so those like a double whammy and it's at the end of the day it just feels good that yeah, it's a yeah, unique sure. experience that yeah I'm a big like I'm an oil puller like I I people were like oh your teeth are so white and I'm like coconut oil baby <laughs> yeah. like I, I I am a I swear by coconut oil pulling and I've been doing it for well like I mean I do whiten my teeth like with those crest whitening yeah. to strips like a couple like a year but I don't I don't even do the whole package I mean like yeah. <laughs> how I maintain my whiteness is coconut oil I yeah. do it like at least at least two or three times a week just love it sometimes every that's really good dental care oh yeah and my dentist always like look at this you can poke her her gums and nothing happens <laughs> coconut oil babies that's what it is 100% I um, feel like a hor not horrible but I have a weird thing with keeping oil in my mouth and ayurvedically that's like an amazing practice but I I, can't, I haven't yet been able so to do it when I first started like I started in my mid-20s I was so 38 now I was probably like I don't know so I was like 25, maybe 24 when I started because I had an aunt who was like showing us how to do it. And I thought it was like wackadoodle at the time, but I was like, let me just try it. And 
I was kind of impressed because I could keep it for over five minutes because my cousin was like, oh, like one minute and then you'll be grossed out and you'll want to spit it out. And I was like, well, how long are you supposed to keep it in there? And she was like, apparently you're supposed to keep it in 20 minutes. She's like, but I can only go about five minutes. And I was like, all right, let's try this. And then I was like, all right, five minutes, no big deal. Eventually I got bored. I spit out. Now it's like at 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, do I have to spit it out? I don't want to spit it out. It makes me shut up. It makes me be quiet. Like I put, I put a thing of, all, I put a thing of coconut oil in my mouth before I get like in the shower. I'll do my whole thing. Really makes me work on my nose breathing, you know, because you got a mouthful of oil. You can't do that much with it, you know? And then I, um, yeah, I, I, I don't do it when I travel. That's, you know, like if I'm, yeah. if I'm flying or if I'm going everywhere. Oh, there you are. Oh, sorry. Um, You're back. Yeah. This connection's a little bit meh today. So sorry about that. But yeah. Okay. But anyway, I, I just do it when I'm like days that I'm actually home and uh, yeah, I don't know. I swear by it. But then there's other things like I'm a big neti pot person. That's Ayurvedic. Um, I'm also like, I put honey all over my face as a mask and I put like yogurt, avocado, bananas, all that stuff's Ayurvedic. I love Ayurvedic. It's a great thing. Are you there? Ray? Okay. It's back. You're back. I was about to call Welcome. you and be like, Ray, what's going on? <laughs> Here we are. I think you were saying something amazing. Oh, I hope that recorded that amazing thing because I could hear myself, but I don't know if I did. Anyway, I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but I was saying some stuff about like Ayurvedic practices and how there's a lot of them that we should incorporate into our life. And I would love to learn and do more. And yeah, so anyway, Chi Check is super cool. I think, I mean, I think, am I still on there as a person who's like a recommender? Because I was at the beginning and I was like liking it and it was great. And I, and I, if it's, I think your testimonial is somewhere on the site. Good. Cause I love it. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about breast health because I know that your sister does some breast massaging things or something, but like we both do. She and I both does it. Okay. So, so give our, give our, give our people here some, some tips about the boobs because like, it's a very, that's a very under talked about thing. And you like, I recently during the pandemic have just completely given up on underwires. I am like the sports bra and about whatever, just because I'm kind of like, why am I doing this to myself? So, so give some tips on this. Amazing. So most of what I have learned about breast health has come from my teacher, Deanna Batdorf. She is the head of the um, Deanna Center in Sebastopol. So if anybody is looking to learn more, I'm happy to share information and you can also check her out. But basically, so Ayurveda is a lot about lymphatic health. And when we talk about lymphatic health, we're really talking about immunity. So our strong strength and immunity. And they're, they're the same word, but it's confusing. The immune system and the lymph system. And Ayurvedically, that's really the seed of health, like the place that everything stems from. So you want, it's called the, the rasa or the river of life. So you really want your river of life flowing and you want your lymphatic system in movement. It's also the only organ in the body that doesn't uh, move itself. So you need to exercise to move the immune system. What, you're talking about your lymphatic system doesn't move itself or your like actual boobs, you got to move them? 
your lymphatic system. Oh. Your boobs could move. They don't totally move themselves, but <laughs> can do some good work. Yeah. Um, anyway, right under the armpit is also a huge area where lymph and um, lymph nodes and immune system exist, and same in the breast. And so this whole channel, the whole upper body, your, your main immune system actually drains right here, your lymph system. And so this whole area is a huge channel for your overall lymph health, which obviously is also in the breast. And that, those three areas that I just named, your breast, your armpits, and kind of this upper, close to your breast area. Okay, the upper are chest. Some of the areas we least touch or even talk about. And so I think breast health being connected to lymphatic health is a huge thing, especially when breast cancer is a huge thing. And when someone has breast cancer and it's removed, they often remove lymph nodes. Um, and so just breast health in general can really support our lymph health and things, you know, you can get cysts in your breast, you can get swollen lymph um, in your breast. And if you don't know what that feels like, it can feel, you can be scared that it's cancer or that it's something that shouldn't be there. <coughs> but when you really know what to look for, then you can feel empowered in your own health. And I think for me, that's why breast massage is so beautiful, but also that most of the time that area of the female body is over-sexualized. It's either sexualized, highly sexualized, or, um, you know, used for breastfeeding. And so having nourishment of this area that's very non-threatening, that's just totally about you and nourishing yourself is quite an amazing, amazing opportunity to have. That is a really good point. It's like they're either, it's either utilitarian or it's like another kind of utilitarian. But uh, <laughs> so, so how, okay. So given that information, like how would you, um, how often would you recommend that people like massage those areas? And is there a particular method that you think that they should do it or, and how, you know, and like, yeah. give us a little, uh, you know, thingy. Great. A little 411. A little kind of 411. Yeah. Great. Um, I mean, I would do it as regularly as you can. Sometimes when we move the lymph system, we can start to see slight bruising. So being gentle if that happens. We, Ayurveda says a certain level of, of uncomfort is okay, but if it reaches, and actually good for movement, but if it reaches a point of pain or you're pushing yourself too much, that's really when to stop. Um, I am a big fan of cupping. If you have, it's actually a Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine tool originally. You, you can mean that the, thing with those suction cups things that they yes. But how you can you put can those on right your on your armpit. Oh, you can put them on your boobs. It's, it's a, not the nipple, although it's been done. Um, and that's a great way to support the lymph system, as is another traditional Chinese medicine tool, the gua sha which is a wooden tool, usually sometimes they're stone, that you can scrape your skin 
with and that supports you really want to scrape the skin until it's pink and supports lymphatic flow and movement and so you can do that especially up here so in like the a drain. body scrub yes a salt scrub would be great for the lymph system and i think just taking time to get to know your breast tissue what is normal for you what how you know this is our outward expression of love in a way it's our yang part of our body where the the yoni or pussy is the yin part of the of the um right of the body and so how do we nourish that part which is very external huh okay so and and if is this something that men would have to i mean because they have pectoral system i guess they must have lymphatic systems going the same do they have to focus a little bit on this as well or is this mainly just for females yes great question men also have a whole lymph system they have an immunity so similar channels are super important to tend to. You can totally perform breast or chest massage on men or non-binary folk. Um, I think the key difference is that there's slightly less lymph in the male. Like that's partly why breast cancer is so much more common in women, also to do with estrogen and progesterone, but primarily men, it's still really important to open up the river of life and support that flow but but there's a little more there's slightly less lymph in the actual breast tissue and less change in their breast tissue right okay good the guys should know that then too but yeah okay cool (laughs) i mean i remember you guys were you and your sister like were offering i think workshops at one point about about like um certain breast exercises and stuff right yeah i not exactly kind of a longer version of what i just shared about why breast health and lymphatic health is important okay um there is some beautiful tantric um like Taoist practices about breast massage which is all about more energetic and more about finding one's kind of sensual being in the world. I'm not as trained in them. I've performed them on myself, but um, in terms of workshops, it's been more educational. It's just like, how can we support women connect more and know more about what's normal in their breast tissue, when to really be concerned and maybe get something checked out or why is the lymph system so important and how can we support that? that yeah. Virus? I mean, I mean, my sister-in-law had breast cancer about five years ago and she beat it, but then now she has, um, lymphoma or something which uh-huh. like one of her arms is like completely swollen and she's had yeah. to have some surgeries and she's, she's also has like huge problems with her lymphatic system as a result of, you know, breast cancer padding breast cancer treatment and all that stuff yeah so i mean it's definitely a real deal that i've seen up close and personal yeah so yeah and i think that's the thing with with i mean health in general i think we're seeing what's happening right now in the health field and realizing like okay western our modern medicine is amazing we want that to exist it's obviously a vital form of you know, if I broke my leg, I want someone to set it in a good way. 
However, what it doesn't thrive in is preventative lifestyle support. So like, it's great when there's an acute issue ahead of you, but it's really actually not that good at helping you see the very early signs or what, how can we actually prevent some of this stuff from happening? Like chronic conditions, not that breast cancer is a chronic condition, but cancers, lifestyle um, diseases and pretty preventable things are the biggest killers of today's world. And those things require a totally new type of care and medicine than what previously we made huge potential leaps with like penicillin or other medical advancements. Right. So, okay. What would you recommend? Like if a person has, um, like what kind, like, do you think that like, just like anybody should go to chi check, like even healthy people? Cause even I'm kind of going like, yeah, I mean, like, even if you think you're the pinnacle of health, there's always, there's, there's still things about yourself that are like, you know, like within Ayurvedic, you know, you could be a Vata or a Pitta or a Kapha or whatever. And so then like, there's different ways that are more healthy to eat for each kind of type of dosha. So, you know, like, I think even if you, don't have any ailments or you're not even unhealthy it's just a really good way to kind of check where you're at and to um kind of get like a little bit of a different perspective of things that would be best for your body type yes i think that you're exactly right on i think you know i'm an ayurvedic uh coach so i work with people on their diet at times And even I like the perspective of another person. It's a lot easier to be, um, you know, even if that other perspective is only to confirm to you that your inner knowing was right and what you were doing was actually what's best for your body. But getting checking in or kind of having that self-reflective moment that goes beyond the tricks of ourselves that make us feel, may kind of ignore the things that were okay ignoring because we're healthy in these other ways so to have someone just be with you in that process is very profound very 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 cool yeah i mean yeah okay so like what happened to the herbalist stuff because nir is an herbalist like he does some stuff in herbalism so is that on there too that's on there that's my one of my favorite i mean it's all good all practitioners have you know, if it's from their heart, it's probably good, but herbalism, I think, is such a beautiful integration into our life, like, there's, we see it, it's the closest to just food and changing what we eat, but incorporating plants into our life, and people who have done that study, I think Aviva Ram is a very inspiring herbalist for me, she's a midwife and a trained doctor, so she has amazing dual perspective of, of the real power of she mostly uses food and plants in her medical practice. And that is incredible. So I forget what the question was, but yes. Or no, oh, are you going to have like, the, the, like other, those kinds of practitioners? And like, yes. um, I think eventually you should, especially with some legalizations that like plant medicine, the place to connect people to potential plant medicine, because yes. that's also good for our chi. We would love that, and we're waiting on the legality to follow suit, or not follow suit. We'll follow once the legality is there. For sure. 
we're sure. loving what maps is doing they're doing incredible yep, i love maps they're really cool yeah. i know that you know the, there is legality at least of psilocybin now in colorado and i believe oregon just made everything legal but yeah. um uh yeah so they I mean, decriminalized everything decriminalized but i think it's Which legal is, it's in big colorado right or is it just decriminalized I think, I think so not i don't remember i know they also decriminalized mushroom possession in uh oakland california mm. yeah. okay so yeah there's pockets of things that's going on yeah. that's cool yeah um but yeah, also, I, I think you should do a podcast on that whole experiment of the rats. Have you heard about this one? No, what, no, let me know. The experiment with rats, very un, I gave you little leeway to say that you've heard <laughs> about it. Um, so most of our processes with addiction, our, our scientific understandings have come from a study this this i got from a ted talk i cannot remember the name of this man i'm sorry someone you can probably find it on ted talk but <clears throat> most of our research on addiction has come from studies where you put a rat in a cage and heroin and water and you know 98 percent of the time the rat gets addicted to heroin and so we for a long time drew the conclusion like wow all these drugs, all whatever drug, you replace heroin with anything, and the same thing happens. Okay, all I'm these sure. drugs are very bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all these drugs are very bad, thus they should be criminalized. Now, one scientist then said, hey, wait a second, like what would happen if you put rats in a rat heaven with the same setup? So he does the same setup, there's a drug and a water, but the rats have lots of rats to play with. They have playgrounds. They have lots of other rats around. And what they found was that no rat actually got addicted, though most rats would occasionally sip from the drug. So they'd be like, oh, it's a party, or I need some enlightenment, or whatever. I had some process. It's time to take a little bit of the drug. But they actually would not become addicted. and this caused um, Portugal to actually, they saw what was happening in the United States with criminalizing more and more drugs. And they said, okay, it's not working. Portugal decriminalized all of their drugs and put all of that money that was going into fighting um, drugs into programs of support, rehabilitation, et cetera. Before this happened, they had a 1% use of heroin in their country. And within, I don't know, some crazy amount of time, it dropped in half. And I think that's really telling of what's possible with drug reform and why is it that we're, you know, someone who's isolated alone and using a drug, then we punish them with jail rather than support them in whatever process they need, feeling more connected or creating their that heaven for yeah i mean i believe our war on drugs is one of it's going to be looked on down on like as you know like prohibition and just like a very weird way that you know i mean half of like i don't know how much what percentage it is now but you know of our incarcerated criminals are in there for some kind of narcotic related thing and, mm -hmm. and we have the most of anybody in the world incarcerated and you know blah 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 blah, blah. we all know some things but like it, <laughs> there's there's some stuff and some things we all kind of know but you know i mean yeah like i i definitely um 
and it's done a lot to our psychology in terms of, I mean, I, I've taken a couple of psychedelics and, you know, I've never done anything like heroin or anything, but I, um, I, I believe that some of the plant medicines are actually like here to, um, help evolve our consciousness. And I feel like they're very healthy and they're not addictive. Like I've done them twice in my life, like not this is like not something that I partake in every day or something. And it's not anything that, you know, whatever, but, um, and those things are no non-addictive, right? So like, if this is true for things that are addictive, are addictive, think of things like LSD or mushrooms or these other substances that are not addictive inherently. Yeah. Like ayahuasca or DMT. Those Mm -hmm. those are not, yeah, exactly. But, and you know, whatever ray ray is uh, are you what where's that what what fancy school did you go to now did you graduate are you done i went to stanford i am done i graduated with a degree thank you yes congratulations i studied thank you you were a big proponent of finishing and it was a good advice you're yes i said they can never take the stanford away from you do it girl (laughs) yes Yes. Yeah. You actually, you and two other people on the island of Hawaii were big proponents and it, I listened to you and was like, okay, they're yeah. right. They're on to something. It's not a make or break you, but it's cool. It's like now you might as well be like, here, this, this, I'll, I'll do a little name drop. I'll put this one in the bucket. Like that's what you're <laughs> for, right? Okay. Like I'm well, credentialed. Like, you know, you have to listen to me. <laughs> right. So I'll do it. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, and now in studying to be like applying for midwifery programs are actually graduate programs. So to have finished school, even though I totally salute people who choose a different path, I think there's mm-hmm. many ways to go. But now in the applying to graduate school process, it's actually like, oh, I'm glad that's there. I'm glad I don't have to worry about that first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, cool. Just it's I don't know a lot of a lot of that stuff in life is hoop jumping. It's like yeah, hey, can you jump this hoop? You want to jump the next one? Yeah. <laughs> and certain hoops are worth jumping. Certain ones aren't. Just kind of right. <laughs> what it is you want to do. I I, mm-hmm. I I still really want you guys to eventually open your birthing center because I think that would be bomb. Yeah. That's a dream. It's a long-term vision. We're walking that direction. It'll happen, but thinking we'll probably lay the foundation in like five years. That would be great. Maybe sooner. You never know. Chi-check could go like, ba-boom. I know. That's the plan. Please go ba-boom. And I really do feel like, I mean, not even just because y'all are my friends, but like also just because like I'm into hippie stuff and cool stuff. It's not even like hippie stuff. It's just like I'm into like broadening my horizon and I feel like this is a really really important it's a very relevant tool for right now and it's a good tool to you know uh do some good in the world so I thank you both so much for like putting it out there that's awesome you know yes what a great use of energy it's not easy but it's a pleasure (laughs) cool